Hello, Gustavo Ribeiro here, Editor-in-Chief of the Brazilian Report. Welcome to the third episode of our Brazilian Constitution special podcast. Hoje, 5 de outubro de 1988, You've probably noticed that throughout this podcast, I've mentioned the military dictatorship that ruled Brazil between 1964 and 1985 several times. Although it may sound repetitive, it is impossible to understand the 1988 constitution without understanding the 21 years of tyranny that came before it. That's what Pedro Abramovay told me, a former National Secretary of Justice and Director of the Open Society Foundations in Latin America and the Caribbean. The specific parts of the constitution that were trying to avoid the repetition of authoritarian measures created and, and, uh, and used by the, the dictatorship. The list uh, of individual rights is quite big, right, uh, at, the, at the Brazilian constitution. Rights of privacy, and you can relate almost all of them of concrete abuses that happened during uh, the authoritarian uh, regime. Breaking with the dictatorship establishment also meant trying to correct some of Brazil's appalling social gaps. Despite political clashes between lawmakers, it was possible to include in the new Charter of Rights instruments to promote social transformation and enhance citizenship for millions of Brazilians. Article 3 of the Constitution says that one of the fundamental objectives of the Republic is to create a free, fair and solidary society, guarantee national development, end poverty and reduce social inequalities, and promote the welfare of all. It's a constitution that, that, for example, in its fifth article, it assures uh, for citizens a bunch of individual rights in terms of civilian rights. This is political scientist Claudio Couto, a professor at Fundação Getúlio Vargas and a political columnist at the Brazilian Report. In other parts, it's also a guarantee for citizens right to health, right to education, right uh, to different kinds of welfare. Uh, in that regard, it's a, at the same time a constitution that protects citizens against an authoritarian state, against uh, the abuse of power by the state, and on the other hand, is a constitution that also requires from the state positive implementation of policies that will guarantee social rights. To an extent that had never existed before, workers had the right to welfare, to unemployment insurance, and no one would get less than the minimum wage. The impacts of that decision were major, as explained by the late Plinio de Arruda Sampaio, a member of the National Constituent Assembly, in an interview to Senate TV. Economic studies showed that the only reason Brazil didn't have a serious hunger crisis in 1994 was that old people were entitled to a minimum wage. That changed how the elderly were seen, no longer as a burden, but now as an asset. Labor rights were also an important chapter of the Constitution. The broad right to strike, which is forbidden only for the military, was a major accomplishment for trade unions. And this was approved with the support of sectors which, just a few years prior, were members of the military administration, a true effort of consensus. Minorities were also heard. Racism became a heinous crime. Indigenous rights were fully recognized and given their own chapter. 
the Brazilian constitution is actually considered one of the most advanced in the world in terms of recognizing the historical debt toward native populations. Before 1988, indigenous peoples had to integrate themselves with Western society. That changed, and tribes were entitled to their own land, having the right to keep their traditions in there. The paradigm now is that of preserving native populations and allowing them to choose their own lifestyle. But perhaps the biggest legacy of the Constitution is our unified healthcare system. Before it was put in place, the large share of Brazilians didn't have any access to health services. Only the elite received proper medical treatment. The focus of the frail public system was never prevention, even though thousands of Brazilians died of infectious diseases like dengue, meningitis, and yellow fever every year. Basic healthcare only got 0.85% of public spending in 1978. Now, for the first time, healthcare was regarded as a basic right that should be provided by the state to all citizens. Care had to be universal and access to services equal. It took almost a decade for the system to be fully implemented, but in 1996, Brazil finally consolidated a healthcare system that spanned the whole country and was free. I asked Diogo Rodrigues, who is co-producing this podcast, to explain how significant this change was. Today, the public healthcare system reaches more than 70% of the population. Nearly all municipalities have at least one team for the family health program, which focuses on primary care. Citizens have free access to every single vaccine recommended by the World Health Organization. And Brazil has the largest public program for organ transplants in the world. Number shows that public health care is important. Nearly all Brazilian citizens use the public health care system at some point in their lives. A study shows that almost 90% of the population uses it in some way, either exclusively or in a combination with private services. Of course, the system is far from perfect. Experts point out that the main issue is underfunding. But the fact that the system has only existed for 30 years goes some way towards explaining the growing pains. But the healthcare system's shortcoming do not cancel how important it is for Brazilians and how it represents the only option for dozens of millions. The unified public healthcare system is probably the main reason why Ulysses Guimarães, the chairman of the National Constituent Assembly, nicknamed Brazil's constitution the Citizen Constitution. É claro, promulgada. O documento da liberdade, da dignidade, da democracia, da justiça social do Brasil. Que Deus nos ajude, que isto se cumpra. In the last episode of this special podcast, we will talk about the Constitution after 1988. We are going to discuss to what extent we have stayed true to the values we chose as principles for the Brazilian nation. This podcast was written by me, Gustavo Ribeiro, and produced with Diogo Rodrigues. Maria Marta Bruno was responsible for audio editing and Ewan Marshall for tax editing. This is the Brazilian Constitution special podcast. Mm -hmm.